This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Check, check, check. Check, check, check. One, two, three. How are your levels? Uh, a little bit in my ears. I need just a little volume in my oh. ears. Is that better? Uh, it's loud. Coming down a little bit. How's, Come on down. How's that? Come on back. Come on down just a little bit more. You're putting me right back where you started. Super Bowl. Here we go. All right. That's good. Check, 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 check. <laughs> <laughs> and lift off. This is the TRT Community Podcast, where we discuss all things testosterone. Ian, what's up? Hello. You Hello, ex- Brandon. You weren't expecting me to talk that quickly. <laughs> no, you caught me off guard. And here's why, because normally I'll do the, hey, this is Brandon with the TRT, blah, 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 and I'm here with blah, 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 but I'm decided to- Cold make, start. Yeah, make some changes, you know? Um Old boy from Fiverr just introduced us. He said this is the whatever podcast. So brought to you by the whatever. We don't need further introduction. No, we don't need to do. People all know that who we anymore. are. Here we are. This is us. We they listen. Here. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, like a, my it's like my hand was in my pants or something like that, readjusting or scratching my. You know, what, my wife walks in the room and is like, "What are you doing?" Hey, like, oh, I'm just. Yeah. I okay. This is not your own private dong salon. Ian. No. Okay. <laughs> Oh my bad! I won't make that mistake again. <laughs> no, it was it was my bad. I, I didn't warn you beforehand. We were just talking about changes that we're going to make uh, that I'm going to do for the show, like when we have interviews. But I definitely left out the fact that hey, I'm going to jump right into it. I'm not going to say who I am anymore. Yes, welcome to the Dong Salon. I mean, no, that's not it. That's something else. <laughs> this is not the Dong Salon. Okay, this is my personal Dong Salon. So did you read that? Sure. Did you read that story that Doctor Bennett Cohen uh, wrote? I I started to read it, got distracted by something else. It was it was it's it was lengthy. lengthy. Yeah, yeah, it's a three thousand word uh, uh, story. Yeah, uh, so I didn't finish it, but I did start it. I did thirty three percent of the way through. Yeah, one thousand words through, approximately. Yeah, approximately. Yeah, it's it's a little long for a blog post, but there's some good stuff in there. Uh, he went into detail. So I definitely appreciate the content. He went into detail, you know, his struggles, um, the things that he's gone through trying to find a doctor, having bad experiences, doing uh, pellets and patches and transdermal stuff and whatnot, ultimately ending up treating with uh, a doctor that does injections. So I definitely, uh, it's worth worth reading if you can handle 3,000 words. So I saw on the, on the post on the group, um, uh, there was a special someone that made a comment on it. Who's that? Your girl, uh, fiance, I should okay. say. Oh yeah. She 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 made like a made like a comment on it, and I was kind of like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." What'd she say? Just something about how she appreciated the the story and the the uh, I guess the openness with his his journey and yeah. the things he's been through as someone who's. Learning to be learning the uh, yeah wanting to become more educated in, the, in this field. 
She's super interested in learning stuff. She gets in that group and then she asks me questions. In fact, this whole episode is uh, kind of inspired by her thirst of knowledge. Mm -hmm. A lot of these terms are things that she wants explained. Um, So we're going to talk about speaking to the noobs, kind of some, you know, TRT 101 and some acronyms and stuff that are common to us that that we don't think about uh, being confusing, but to somebody who's just thrown into a Facebook group and in a relationship with me, it's like overwhelming. Right. Yeah. Acronyms can, uh, can make you feel, it can make you feel isolated easily. And like, you're not even, you haven't even been a part of the group for two years or something. Yep. 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 But to us, you know, even before TRT, a lot of these things were, what are you laughing at? (laughs) (laughs) This first acronym that you have on the list here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So why don't you explain to us? We'll just jump right into that first one. What's PIP. If I say, Hey guys, I've got some PIP. What's that mean? So that stands for post-injection pain. So depending on what flavor you like to go with, either the sub-Q or the intramuscular, you got some maybe some inflammation, some itching, some a lump, lumpy spot, um, soreness. Any kind, any kind of pain after the injection, I guess. Yeah, post-injection yeah. pain, PIP. Were you today years old when you figured out what that means? I might have been. <laughs> <laughs> just educated everyone. Though, I, I, I think a lot of these are, well, I mean, some of them just made sense. That one I knew from working in medical records, you know, not in the medical records department, but working in the medical field. Our background. For so, yes, yeah. For yes, so long. For sure. I don't know why I never, never seen it that way. I don't either. Uh, by the way, uh, we've got another Pat, another, Scott Church, another Randy Schweida, another listener that's not a listener. We're being creeped on. So you haven't met this person. I haven't met this person. But Kayla's BFF Morgan is uh, has sampled Ooh. some of the podcasts. Hi, Morgan. We're, I imagine we'll meet here in about a month's time. Yeah. I guess I won't meet her until then either. At a park in a, in a nondescript location. What you're, in the des- <laughs> what you're describing now is either a sex scene or a murder. <laughs> Or a wedding. Or, yeah, a wedding. A forthcoming wedding. Um, free versus total testosterone. So um, how would you layman that up for somebody who's not familiar with TOT? Jeez, um, uh, that's a good one. Free, free would be the number that's most important yep, yep. in this whole process. So a lot of doctors will go after... And say what your total your total T is. That's uh, going to be the big number. It's, the bigger you know, number, nine hundred, so three hundred, somewhere in the range of two hundred to fifteen hundred. I don't know. Yeah. It could be all over the place. Free is going to be somewhere like twenty to fifty or something like that, right, or more. Yeah, somewhere close to that. Depends on the the lab range, but that that is the important number, and the the free testosterone is the amount of testosterone that's bioavailable to your body. It's available for your body to use. Right. The total testosterone is almost completely irrelevant when determining how someone feels. You can have a Brazilian testosterones and if none of them are, (laughs) if none of them are free, they ain't doing nothing. And it's, it's dependent upon when you, when you take your labs to, it could be, um, at peak or at trough, which meaning that's, the day before so if you take your labs right before or if you take your labs right before you take your next scheduled dose of testosterone that's your trough 
Yeah. And if you take your labs right after two days or so, yeah, within a day or two of your shot of your last dose, uh, that's going to be your peak. Yep. I just had somebody ask me today via electronic mail, mm. uh, something to the effect of, Hey, um, treating with a doctor that doesn't want me over 900, I feel better at 1200. What can I do to manipulate blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, rather than manipulate your labs, why don't you let me connect you with a doctor that doesn't suck? And <laughs> first, first of all, the way there was more to his story, but basically I think it came down to they're, they're running labs on random days and they're not, they're not being consistent. So one day we know one time it's 1500, the next time it's 700 and it's a peak in a trough. And uh, I just said, you, I know, see. Yeah. you really ideally want to pull those, those numbers at your lowest point to have some consistency there. Because you want to stay say if you're doing it, say if you're doing it like Wednesday, Saturday or something like that, you don't want to have to bump back a shot necessarily. Like you don't want to get off your a consistent routine just yeah. because you're having labs. Right. And, and maybe is what you're saying. The doctor pays attention. This better doctor pays attention to that. Like, well, kind of multifaceted. Yes, that for sure. Because if your doctor's not saying, oh, you're injecting Wednesday, Saturday, well, why don't you come in Wednesday morning before your injection to do your labs? Okay. And something's wrong yeah. with that doctor. Gotcha. But also if they're saying, um, you can't go above 900, there's probably something wrong with that doctor. Yeah. They're not great. Uh, what about HCG? I can't ever say it. I know what it is. It's I struggle to say the word. Go for human, it. <laughs> human con, cor, oh cor, gosh. chorionic gonadotropin. Nailed yes. it. Okay, so that's, you know, we all call it HCG, but that's made from the piss of pregnant women. And uh, it essentially keeps our <laughs> HPTAs, which there I go again, another acronym hypothalamic pituitary testicular axis that keeps everything else regulated and functioning. HCG does it mimics LH another one. That's not on my list. Luteinizing hormone and FSH. Well, it it just mimics mimics LH, but it mimics that. And then it it basically tricks your body into continuing to produce testosterone, which continues to keep that HPTA going. And and it's a whole natural production cycle. yeah, Yeah. Other thing I've done an entire episode about, HCG and the benefits, and it, it's much more than avoiding testicular atrophy and infertility, but uh, does all kinds of stuff. Uh, this is Kayla's next question. What's E2, estradiol, and E? And I explained that that's all the same thing. It's not a, a better way of saying it. it. It's all the same. It's it's the estrogen levels in us men. Um, what about Half-Life? Half-Life is... The, um, the, <laughs> that's a good one. I like, I know, I, I know, I know what it is, yeah. but being able to articulate it. Essentially, um, I think the easiest way to say it is that it's the amount of time uh, that it takes for only half of that drug to be available within your body. Like to have efficacy mm-hmm. uh, within yeah. the body. Yeah. If you take a hundred percent today and the half-life is one day, then in one day you'll have 50% of that 100% remaining. Right. Dim. You've seen guys talk about DIM? Uh, not recently. I've seen a lot of tons of HCG, but not DIM. It's just a natural supplement. I know it's supplement. a supplement, yeah. supplement for reducing estradiol and E2. Yep, over-the-counter yeah. stuff. Um, AI, speaking of uh, estradiol, what's an AI? Oh, this is a, it's a, it's like a pharmaceutical-grade uh, way to reduce 
uh, estradiol yep. in the bloodstream. Sometimes it's given to cancer patients as a yeah breast cancer. So bre- yeah, breast cancer. Yep, and I haven't seen this in a while, but when you know a couple years into the TRT community, one of the biggest things I would see was were, was these doctors prescribing prescribing anastrozole, which is an AI. Um, it stands for aromatase inhibitor, by the way. But I, I seeing these doctors prescribing two, three, four milligrams a week, Yikes. and yeah, and what we know now, and what what we knew then, but what most doctors know now is that if you're going to lean on that AI rather than take the time to really dial in your testosterone dose, then anything more than one milligram is going to do a lot of damage. And realistically, most guys would just need half a milligram or less per week. Right. But further than that, take the time, dial in your protocol. You really, in in most, in the majority of cases, you won't need it at all. And if you do get on it, it shouldn't be something that you continue to take in perpetuity. Yep. It should be something that's take labs, okay, or a little high, take a half a milligram a week, then come off of it four to six weeks after you've taken more labs to see if you've Yep, yep, yep. Most likely crashed. And that's how I've used it in the past to help me dial in. It's like, okay, I need to reset and start over and try something new, but I'm going to use this AI to kind of get me back to level and then start from there rather than wait. Yeah, because it can mess you up. What about HCT? Uh, Hematocrit. Hematocrit. So that's uh, testosterone has the tendency, uh, taking exogenous testosterone has a tendency to thicken. Thicken the blood, yep. and that can cause uh, headaches and dizziness, and could be, you know, in a severe, severe case. And I think most doctors are good about monitoring this. Uh, it could be, you know, deadly. Yeah. But getting he, blood is the easiest way to to manage that. Ken over at Matrix Hormones calls it the silent killer because sometimes really? there's no symptoms, and yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, HGB is hemoglobin, same kind of scenario, thicker blood. ED, I realize now, uh, could be, uh, that's next on my list, could be erectile dysfunction. When I wrote it, I meant it as everyday, like an everyday injection versus versus the next thing, EOD, every other day. Um, SHBG, sex hormone binding globulin, that's, um, that's an important number. And the vast majority of doctors don't care, don't, don't look at it, overlook it. But that, that's something that binds to that testosterone that renders it essentially useless. So if you've got high SHBG, that means you're going to do your three doses a week and it's all going to be bound up by that SHBG and you're not going to feel good. Right. So the things you can do there, there's some supplements you can take or you can just take one larger dose of testosterone per week and that'll knock that number down. And then... Um, if you have low SHBG, that's those are the guys that really benefit from those. We did an episode on this a while yeah, back. Yeah, we I did. remember that with with Kev. We hardly knew him. <laughs> we hardly knew him. But we talked about it being like like a pirate ship. Did we coming along? <laughs> and then the pirate. If you overwhelmed the pirates, they wouldn't be able to capture all the the booty. Yeah. So. Uh, HGH is human growth hormone. Everybody knows what that is. Secreta togs. Most of the time when people are talking about those, they're talking about the things that promote, um, natural HGH production, like sermorelin, ipamorelin, tesmorelin, those kinds of things. Those are, uh, peptides you can take that will promote nat- your, your body to create more HGH rather than spending. How's that going? It's going well. Um, 
Yeah. And remind everyone what you're on. Uh, me meaning everyone, meaning me. I take uh, <laughs> I take uh, two point two mLs of ipamorelin and point two of uh, gosh. CJC twelve ninety five. Okay, yeah. Um, and I take point two of um, BPC one five seven, which is at the bottom of my list here. But that's basically that people nickname that the Wolverine peptide. It has healing properties that are pretty legit. Oh, okay. So just for context, I had um, I injured my knee, and there it was kind of an acute injury. But it you know once I started looking into it with MRIs and stuff, it it turned out that it was more just like a, Hey, you don't really have any cartilage in your left knee and taking this BPC one five seven, my knee is improved from without it. And, and conservative treatment, it was 40% functionality for six months or more mm-hmm. with it within a, within a month, I'm like 90% functionality relatively. So no pain. is it encouraging the growth promotion of uh, promoting the growth of, I have no idea. Don't know. I don't know. It's working magic. Science. Yeah. And it's one of those. Which which one's the one that I think maybe Kenny was talking about this is there's one that's, or maybe it was on the group that uh, like helps with belly fat. That, so Tesmorlin is probably the best, but I say Morlin. Tessamorelin, I guess is how you pronounce it, is mm. probably the best. But Ipamorelin is also good. And I imagine that Samorelin as well. There's limited. How are the side effects? Are there any no. noticeable? No. Okay. No. Nothing at all. Nope. No knee pain. But other Very than that. And, and just for further context, I took the um, BPC-157 for about two weeks noticed, oh man, this has gotten a lot better. And then I stopped for a couple of months because I was still pending an MRI. And -hmm. I was like, I need to see what's wrong before I fix it with this magic injection. That's (laughs) when I went to the MRI. So it, I was off of it for a while and the knee pain didn't really return. Then I I started taking it again and it just got better and better and better. And now, like I said, I mean, I'm probably the thing you don't want to show up at the doctor's office and you're like, the doctor's like, yeah, my, you know, like, I think I did something to my knee and all of a sudden your knee is better. Right. right. It doesn't perform like it should yeah. at the doctor's uh, office. For my own like, knowledge, no, I, swear it hurts, I wanted to see what, I wanted objective findings so that I would know, oh yeah, this stuff really worked. If it was something that, oh, your, your knee sprained for six months, I didn't want to credit the BPC for that. Mm. But if it were, so I got the objective information. They're like, no, your cartilage is jacked. You're screwed you're gonna need surgery at some point but then then i can look back and be like okay well you said i'm screwed and now i'm not screwed so it had to be the bpc okay yep anything else on this list um yeah we forgot one altogether which one the funniest one on here which one is that the one that's making me morbidly curious as to what poop together means. (laughs) (laughs) so here's the thing okay we have a sheet of notes for the episode and brandon wrote you know, all these notes on here. And then there's one that says poop together. And I said, what the hell does that mean? He says, Oh, I'll take care of that. Don't worry about it. Let so, me handle it. So here's, here's the thing. So uh, take it away. I, I, I decided today, like two hours ago to share this note with Ian. I uh, thought, you know, you can add to it. You can read it. You can know what we're doing before we're doing it. That might be smart. 
But I forgot that there's like these one or two word things on there that he's going to have no context for, have no idea what I'm talking about. And that is one that was really just kind of a, hey, uh, you can start the show and say something weird or funny and or whatever as a transition. Like it's just kind of what I do. So that one, I don't know how it's going to go over now. Uh, but basically that was just a little story about, um, you know, I, we've talked about how I don't enjoy talking about poop, pooping poop. I don't enjoy, uh, it's very private yeah, for you. I don't enjoy I doing it. it in public. Sure. So, uh, you know, if, if I'm in my home, my bathtub, I make a trip home from work. Yeah. I've for driven, lunch. Yeah, for sure. I've driven home from 20 work. 20 minutes out of the way. Yep. Uh, in my bathroom, I have to often have to put my right leg inside my bathtub to really get the stance I'm looking for. That's right. But, um, you know, something that just solidified, uh, like we talked about last two weeks ago, or I'm getting married soon. Something that solidified that in my mind was when we went camping and Kayla looked at me and, and said at like 10 o'clock at night, <laughs> I really think I need to try to poop. And it was the first <laughs> it was bridging that poop discussion for the first time the barrier and yeah. in, instead of being like oh okay uh, go ahead i said <laughs> i could go poop with you <laughs> and i did breaking we, down mar- barriers <laughs> we went and pooped together and to most people that's like big deal but okay. to me it's like i don't talk about poop i don't yeah yeah because yeah, I've been married for almost seven years, and it's still, it's still just for me. I'll just always want it to be taboo because I just yeah. I don't want to look at her. And you just disappear. Yeah, you don't announce it to the world, you know. And I turn on all the noises I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I do too. And I, I still, I'm still I self-conscious trouble. about it. If we end up in a place where there's no vent <laughs> and there's like right. you're in the room right next door to the whatever yeah kitchen or bedroom or whatever it might be i finally got to the, the point because her her kayla's bedroom is right next to their bathroom mm. and you know i ain't i ain't pooping with her sharing a wall if she's in her bedroom so Just i finally it out i finally got to the point to where i would i would poop there but only after if i went out there to work for the day i would only poop there you know if she like left to take the kids to school <laughs> or left to go to the grocery store or something opportune then yeah. i'm jumping all over that toilet but you know in any other scenario i'm not but you know she started mentioning it and i think it's because you know things are progressing quickly we're going to be living together within a month um you know she started asking things like or saying things like hey sorry if i was rushing you i really had to go poop (laughs) (laughs) and and it's really endearing to me i think it's adorable and and it's it's comfortable for me i don't think it's a bad thing i don't i really don't um yeah, it just it just makes you more comfortable around each other. It just yeah, it breaks down breaks down walls, and you can go camping and go back to back or yeah yeah. You know, because I can only pilot I can to only co-pilot. not poop for so many we days. Used to, we used to call it like there was these you know uh, when I was in Boy Scouts, we went to these like we'd go to these like once a year we'd go to this like a backcountry campout. So you had to pack everything, pack everything in, pack everything out. Um, and then they had uh, very primitive toilets, just holes in the ground. But they would have they would set it up to where there was like two of them back to back. And they were just wooden and you just squat over the hole or whatever. But then they had ones that were side by side. <laughs> this was called pilot to bombardier, pilot to co-pilot. Whoa, 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 whoa. Sitting there. Like, 
I would just wait for someone. That, I would just wait for it to be open altogether. I wouldn't plan yeah. to go with someone else. Why would you? So many guys. That, like there's Eric. not going to be a thousand guys there that all have to. You know, right? Like it's going to be maybe I, ten guys. I'll never understand. I don't think the guys that are perfectly comfortable with it, like Eric. You know, I think that's bizarre that he like. Here you dropped your phone and let me chat you up while you're pooping. Do you remember the story where the guy yeah. dropped his phone and he handed it back to him? And it's like just you gotta you gotta pretend like that didn't happen. I I think. No, I'll never. Yeah, we don't we don't communicate. Like, well, I'll yell through the door or something if I need I need a question answered or something. But I'll I won't oh, have I a conversation. Even, I wouldn't even do that. You know, uh, I, no way. I I want. I want to poop when there's Sacred. there's relatively zero zero chance that anybody's going to know that I'm pooping. I Irish exit, oh, I disappear, yeah. I poop. Or I get it. No, you know, makes sense. I would poop in the morning before anybody was awake, and it's like, ha, got away with one. <laughs> you, you'll never you'll never know I pooped. A thief in the night, <laughs> <laughs> dropped off the goods. Not anymore. Talk about poop almost every day now. Yeah, poop, poop, poop. So you poop together. Did y'all just? <laughs> Back up to a tree on either side of it, or no? We were in bathrooms, but oh, it was okay. it was this was, it was super primitive camping. No, we, well, we had to walk quite a way to get there. Oh, but, so it was kind of a noble thing that you were doing of like a chivalrous sort of let me protect you from the I creatures of the night. I think to me it's, in this it's, wilderness it's, area, it was a big thing because it, I could have made it. Where yeah, she got let, taken down by coyotes? No, no, no. I, I could have made it like, yeah, I'm absolutely going to walk with you, and I'll stand outside the door and wait for you. Yeah, but because, but I would have been lying because I was definitely going to sneak in and poop. <laughs> so I think for me, it was just a bigger thing that instead of pretending like I was just walking her over there, I made it clear, let's go poop together. I also poop. <laughs> this is one of my favorite segments <laughs> we've ever done. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the TRT Community Podcast. You can find us online at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash TRT Community. 